0: Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening.
1: Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchmen and we are glad you joined us. And We love hearing from all of you, so please send all your prayer requests and your correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our WARN Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and dana.glinsmith.com. WARN Radio is now on the following platforms, Amazon Prime Music and Podcasts, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and PocketCast. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and DanaGlenSmith.com. Christian living, vapor amid time, is it true? Life passes by like a a mist. Your life, whether you are a Christian or not, is here today and gone tomorrow. The last day, Mark of Cain, brings us to these prophetic end of days. This is proceeding to the fullness of perilous days to which the Apostle Paul warns us. Time, Tide, and Eternity brings us to the reality of life. We believe that time is on our side even though the days slip by. Just like the tides of the ocean and sea, everything is relentless in its pursuit of time. Don't miss these latest posts on warn-usa.com Sign of Jonah Fighting God the Kingdom War, Part 7, on Sound the Shofar. Sign of Jonah brings to our memory Nineveh. The, this Gentile kingdom and enemy of Israel repented. Yet, 70 years later, the prophet Nahum warned of their impending doom. Joy of the Lord, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 68, on Battle Lines. Joy of the Lord is our strength, so goes the Christian song, yet in this show we find there are those who seek to hide their ways from the Lord. And don't miss our latest Warren Radio episodes from the week of April 19th through April 21st, Kingdom of Jesus Christ, Christian Converts, Cost of Faith, Shaking All Nations, Advocacy at Warren Radio. Great Mercies, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 170, on Battle Lines, and The Power of Darkness, Revelation, Throne of Iniquity, Part 10, on Sound the Shofar. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And You can get your copy of The Rising on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Angus & Robertson, and the Rising ebook can be found on Google Play. And you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in The Watchman. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight?
0: Well, you know, in spite of the election. Greetings, Dana. Good. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, well, I'm doing good. How you doing?
1: Great. Got some beautiful rain today.
0: Yes, and we needed it.
1: Yes, yeah, so it was wonderful.
0: We still have snow on the mountain, and but it's we got melted snow, fast. It's melting snow fast. Snow in some of the low-lying areas, but most of the snow, though, around us is all gone but it was matter of fact it was dry and we had some record snows here not too long ago so man we went from record snow and plenty of moisture to we need moisture and then it was dry for a while and then today we got some rain because we really needed the rain but we've had a lot of water a lot of moisture
1: Yes, we are thankful for that.
0: And of course, when we're in the middle of judgment or troubles or tribulation or we talk about end time prophecy, you know, a lot of people's hearts and minds are on the things like are going on with Biden and his White House, you know, like all the things he wants to do with the currency get rid of it and bring in something that's a precursor to the mark of the beast you know all kinds of things like that and then of course there's reporting on Iran that uh, reminds you uh, Israel came out and said that they have enough uranium ready for five nuclear bombs so if one don't work they got four others to try out and then of course uh, Kim Jong-un over North Korea Korea is not to be outdone. He's got his own uh, nukes that he's messing around with. It's just nuts. You know, in the early days, Tower, when you and I first met, and then we got married and all that, you know, China didn't have any kind of technology. They did not have nothing, really. And uh, when they were in, uh, you know, they were supplying the North Vietnamese, and they were also supplying... uh, you know, uh, the Koreas, you know, North Korea. And so, but there was no nukes from uh, from China because they didn't have that technology, but they did get it. And uh, Boy, they
1: sure did. So, so yeah, these are is. the things
0: that take up the thoughts. And when you get on social media, you have every kind of conspiracy theory, every kind of not conspiracy theory. In other words, it's true. And so you can lose track. And so at any rate, you know, people are so serious today and so caught up and many are worried. You have to just give your worries to the Lord, you know, Tower?
1: That's right. And just, uh, it will just drive you crazy if you concentrate on these things that are going on.
0: Yeah, and you, you have to consciously work at that. Because it's, even for Christians, it's something that you got to work at. Boy,
1: every day, it's a battle. Your mind is a battlefield.
0: It is. And, uh, and uh, you know, that's just the way it is. And you've got to control those thoughts. You've got to rebuke those demonic spirits, those unclean spirits, familiar spirits, if you will, because they, that's their... Their tool that they use to get you to commit things or get on, uh, you know, get sad. But like I was talking before in some shows, you know, when people are oppressed by the devil, and when you don't control those thoughts, it comes to the point where you cannot recognize which is your thought or which is the devil's, and that's where where people wind up. And if you're an unbeliever, then this can mean that you're going to follow the inclinations of an unclean spirit. And we already know from Scripture that that those who are unsaved are subject to the powers of darkness. And this nation turning its back on the Lord, and it has, folks, whether you believe it or not, and we are unclean. Uh, There's a lot of people today that... (laughs) Are subject to these unclean spirits and that's why you see so much sin and iniquity and uh, what needs to be done. America needs a huge revival, huge revival. We need holiness. We need good preachers and good Christians and people that know what spiritual warfare is. We need to get this going even more than it's going now. But beside uh, from that, we are in Isaiah, and I have enjoyed this book.
1: Uh-huh, yes, immensely.
0: And so w- we will be through it because we're in chapter, uh, what are we, in chapter 54? or Yeah, we're going to be in chapter 55. Wait a minute, I think this...
1: Yeah, we're in 54.
0: Are we? Yeah. Yeah, I've already I'm, and the reason I <laughs> I'm already in chapter 55 in in getting ready for other shows. So at any rate, here we are and we're about ready, Tower. Okay.
1: Lord Servant Heritage brings us to part 172 on battle lines in Isaiah's prophetic book. We are coming to the closing of chapter cl- we are coming to the closing chapters of Isaiah. This is a clear picture of blessing and not cursing. This is true justice and the result of the Lord's works. While men and nations lay in various degrees of disarray, the Lord provides for those who are found in Him through Yeshua, Jesus Christ. This section closes out chapter 54 and enters into the 55th chapter of Isaiah. And now back to you.
0: Yes, there you go. If we would have refreshed our memories. Yeah, because I'm I'm in, I've already been in 55. So we're heading there next. And so we left off on 54.14. And righteousness shalt thou be established. Now believe it or not, if you're going to be um, one of the Lords, it's always going to be... Righteousness. You're always going to be established in righteousness. Now today, through Yeshua, we are established in righteousness through faith because of the work on the cross and the atonement that the Lord provided. Whether you're in the New Testament, whether you're in the Old Testament, today, in righteousness, the Christians, the believers, are established. If you're going to, if you're going to be with the Lord, close to the Lord, know the Lord, be redeemed, that's what you have to be. And in Isaiah's day, the same thing applied uh, to the children of Israel, and they've just gone through. This is Judah and they just went through their captivity and we've been discussing how God has delivered them and then we went through some prophecies on the Lord that's found in in the these scriptures and so we're still talking you know about the promises of the Lord and a lot of these promises you know can apply to us today as believers in Yeshua there's no doubt about it. Now, make no mistake, there are Jews in Israel that are still trying to live the Old Testament and uh, the commandments there because that's what has been, in, you know, in them forever. You, you know, you find a true Jew, the Jewish, and they are going to be in the Torah. They're going to be uh, keeping the commands, keeping the feast, the whole nine yards, and uh, even today, they're going to want to get uh, a temple. And they want to renew their sacrifices, because that's everything that they know. And they're waiting for the Messiah, too. And the thing of it is, the same uh, scriptures that we know that Yeshua, who was verified by the apostles and many others, and the, and the works that he did, um... You know He brought that righteousness because of the, his death on the cross. So uh, when we get up here, and and I like to do this, we'll go back to 54.13. Now that's where we uh, left off the last thing. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and re- great shall be the peace of thy children. Now all of these things, when we talk about judgment, when you're looking at judgment, your you're, you're children are not going to be at peace, and neither are you. When you are at odds with the Lord God, and that is whether you were a Jew back in back in the Old Testament times, or Jews today, or Christians. You know, if you're at odds with God, you know, your children are not going to be at peace. But these are blessings here. And uh, there's a lot of stuff we covered in all that, but that's where we left off. And in this one, in righteousness shalt thou be established. And you shall be far from oppression. For for thou shalt not fear and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Now see, these are interesting uh, scriptures when we look at them by themselves. You know, but the thing of it is, is today, we know from uh, Yeshua coming. We know that he said they hated me they will hate you make no mistake about it if we are a believer and we have believed on yeshua been born again by the spirit and we're living in the world make no mistake the world will hate christianity and christians and already in america we're seeing this more than we ever have i was raised and tower was raised at a time when going to church on sundays was what you did and uh, there were uh, you know nobody was open and so uh, you know everybody did it and you know there was a unity that you know this was a christian nation but no more uh Barack Obama finalized that when he was in for two terms and he used to call this this, this is not a christian nation this is uh, christian muslim you know, a Jewish nation. And uh, America is a uh, multi-part nation as far as uh, religion is concerned. There's a lot of religions here now. And uh, America is not the America that it used to be. But uh, in righteousness shalt thou be established. You shall be far from oppression. You shall not fear, and from terror, it shall not come near you. Well, see, in today's world, as Christians and as believers worldwide now we through our advocacy programs on Tuesdays we've been doing this for a long time and we find Christians that are oppressed that are killed and murdered their churches are burned their houses are destroyed and on and on and on they live practically in fear and terror all the time and make no mistake you know the Lord has warned us of that And so, as Christians, you know, the fulfillment of the Christian's life is when Yeshua comes again in his kingdom, his kingdom will be built on righteousness, and he will have put down all enemies. And these enemies are the ones that bring the fear and the terror and the sin. So, in righteousness shalt thou be established. And in this city, no fraud or deception, rapine or rapine. That means to plunder and to seize and no conquest. It's really interesting because when we look at the language in this, in righteousness you shall be established and you'll be far from oppression. You shall not fear it from terror, for shall not come near thee. Now look at America. What do we have going on in the inner cities, especially in California? And, and New York, plundering, seizing. We have, we have I- entire groups of young people that go into all these stores and literally steal the shelves bare. And nobody arrests them. Nobody usually gets shot. And matter of fact, you know, today there was even more uh, um, major, major chains moving out of California. One major one moving out of uh, um Matter of fact, I think it was several of them moving out of San Francisco, and then there was others earlier in the day that uh, I seen on our social media that uh, said that. So we're 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 not living in righteousness, and neither on. I mean, uh, 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 we're not living, although we are in righteousness in Christ. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, is what Scripture says, and although there's many afflictions, you know the lord can deliver us <clears throat> but when you look at revelation 12:11 you know they overcame by the blood of the lamb the word of their testimony they loved not their lives unto the death now these are the believers in the last days <clears throat> now that doesn't sound like peace to me it's not peace and make no mistake it's a battle now now see while in the old testament we looked and we could actually look at the time uh, when Solomon was ruling, he was living in a peaceful kingdom, even though by the time his reign got done, he had sinned against the Lord, and it's because of his sin that occurred that Israel was divided into two houses, the northern tribes and Judah. And so, you know, this is this is the way life is on this earth, even even for Israel. But when Israel gets delivered from Babylon she's fulfilled everything that God expected of her so he's he's brought her back he's delivered her he sets her up you know he arranges for Cyrus his anointed to come and defeat Babylon and help Israel get established back in the land now they were in the land and they did get established but by the time the Roman Empire came Israel was practically Uh, It was actually after the Lord had come, uh, because uh, then it was General Titus who uh, defeated and cleaned out the Jews from the area. And it wasn't until 1948 that the Jewish people actually had a place to live. They were homeless. So even for the Jews living under the law, we see that, you know, it's not necessarily easy to be far from oppression, And from terror. And although this says for it shall not come near thee. We look at this as future sins. And many people that look at this as far as uh, you know other um, theologians. uh, They look at a future security and blessing of the church under the Messiah. But see rather than a specific blessing of the church which a lot of them talk about. You know, when Messiah comes, the Lord Jesus, Yahshua, he's building a kingdom. He's going to have a kingdom. And he's going to rule and reign for a thousand years. And so this is where the people are going to be. Remember the church right now, because we have the spirit of God. When we're born again, we have his spirit. The temple of the Lord is within us and so well you know we are the ecclesia we are the temples because of the spirit of god that is within us yet we meet in churches and although you find jews they meet in uh, synagogues Uh, but yet they still had a temple but they don't have a temple so there's a lot of things that need to be fulfilled here and so we get down to uh, verse 15. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. And uh, Kyle and says this about this verse, with this reciprocal influence of its moral character and imparted glory, it can and is to keep far away from all thought of oppression and terror. For through divine grace and corresponding divine nature. It has nothing to fear. And see. That would be in a perfect world. You know. You don't have nothing to fear. For the most part. If you live in certain places in in America. But if you go down to some of the areas in this country. And they find out you're a Christian. Or even if you're white and go down there. You're going to wind up dead. So. But the overall thing is, is that when we have the hope of the gospel, uh, in, in the same way with Israel, if you talk to uh, many of these Jews over in Israel, they, they trust in the Lord God to keep them. And, and Paul talks about all this in Romans 11. It'll help explain it to you. Um, and so when we look at the enemies that will try to utterly destroy um. Uh, the Jews they're gonna they're gonna fail and they're gonna face total ruin because they're trying to destroy God's own. Now that's that's the thinking of some of these theologians. I mean when you really look at this and you look at the Israel coming back, that's what they're gonna think. God delivered them from Babylon they're now back in the land and God will deliver them and he did and he brought them back in the land and they were safe but then by the time you get to the Roman Empire after the Messiah the Messiah whipped over Jerusalem and he told the Jews behold your house is left unto you desolate and when he and the apostles were walking past the temple and some of its stones everything they were telling the lord how beautiful it looked and how it was built and the lord said truly truly i say unto you not one of these shall be left standing i mean and and of course all of this is relating that you know your bricks and stones is not what what it's about it it's it's about you being connected to the lord and to christians that depend on their churches the buildings it's the same way you know, we could we could tell you story after story about Christians who go to their churches to be delivered from the enemy, only to find themselves burned in the church or shot or killed and murdered. I mean, this happens all the time. Your safety is the Lord. And that's what you have to pray to. And see, this goes way back in the history of man, though. If you go clear back to the beginning, especially during the Roman Empire, you know, they were trying trying to protect. Now, this is after the Roman Empire actually became Christian. And, of course, Constantine had, had gotten in. And it was divided into two different, uh, uh, you know, the East and West. And they couldn't keep the pagans uh Out of the Roman Empire, and eventually it was overthrown. But in the beginning, when the pagans started sacking Rome and attacking Rome, and they would actually break into the city, a lot of the Christians would run into these uh um these churches, the big church the Roman church that was there hint Roman church it didn't become the really the Catholic Church till later. But you know, this was still connected to the beginning of everything, but uh, <coughs> the first time it happened, the heathen left them alone, so then they started uh, all running into there, and there was several times that uh, Rome was over overthrown. But one time when they tried it, the heathen went in there and slaughtered everybody in the church, and the Christians were absolutely floored that they weren't protected. And Constantine, uh, I think it was Constantine. No, it wasn't Constantine. I can't think of the father that... Uh, Augustus, I think it was. Augustine. He wrote the papers. You all know this. You can look up The City of God. But he wrote The City of God, uh, a theological paper depicting uh, what happened... And uh, trying to explain to the Christians why they weren't safe sitting in that church. And, you know, we face a lot of things today. And the reason I'm going through this is because I'm trying to relate to you, especially in America. You know, do you think America is going to stand because it's America? No. It is only going to stand if the Lord Jesus, Yeshua has retained his blessing on this nation. Right now, this is an unbelieving, heathenistic nation. I don't care how many churches you have. I don't care how many uh, theological seminaries you have. I don't care how big your revivals are. I don't care about anything other than telling you that this nation is not like it used to be. And And we've been warning, this is our 25th year. And we go back further than that. We've got a history. We've been doing this a long time. And one thing about it, nations rise and fall. And it's only the Lord that's going to keep it. And the one nation that will truly be kept is the nations of those who were saved. For they shall gather on that day and they'll be walking through the gates and they will bring their glory into it to glorify the Lord because they have believed on the Lord. And so this is why when we go through this, you need to understand the overall picture. This just isn't about the Old Testament. You know, uh, Isaiah, he is an international prophet. And a number of the Jewish prophets, all the... All their enemies knew about the prophets of Israel. So let's get in here. In Joel three seventeen through 21. So shall you know that I am the Lord your God dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then shall Jerusalem be holy and there shall no strangers pass through her anymore. And really that is true. Because the new Jerusalem when it comes down. Only those who have been truly born again in the Lord's are going to be able to enter into the Jerusalem where the temple of God is. And you will find the Son of God, you will find the Father in there when the heavenly Jerusalem comes down. Not everybody's just going to traipse in. You have to have a pass. That passes through the Lord. And it shall come to pass in that day that the mountain shall drop down a new wine. And the hills shall flow with milk, and all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters, and a fountain shall come forth of the house of the Lord, and shall water the valley of Shittim. Now there's one thing, if you look in Ezekiel, he'll tell you about that third temple. Um, And it talks about a lot of things. It talks about the waters that flow out of the temple. Uh, And And that's a whole other story. Egypt shall be a desolation. Edom shall be a desolate wilderness for the violence against the children of Judah because they have shed innocent blood in the land. Now see, now he's quoting innocent blood here because they spilled blood, innocent blood. And it was for violence against the children of Judah. And of course, these are all supposed to be brothers or getting together, and there's innocent blood. Now see, America again has a problem because of innocent blood, and that has to do with the abortion issue, the innocent blood of the children that we have so many females led by doctors and others, including churches, including pastors, and I have heard pastors say, God loves abortion. You are a The F word with two O's and an L. Because I can tell you, anybody that loves shedding innocent blood, killing those babies, is in danger of the judgment. Now, you can get forgiven through Yahshua. But according to the law, the only way that innocent blood can be avenged is the shedding of the blood of him who shed that innocent blood. And America is in violation by of that by literally millions. How many how many people tower do you think died in abortion?
1: Millions. So,
0: yeah, millions. it's got it's got to be millions.
1: Multiple millions. millions. Yeah. 50 60
0: million. Yeah.
1: I mean, millions. who who, who knows?
0: Yeah, who would know? But see God knows. And now we have generations of them that want to kill them after they're born, up to a year. Now, this is out-and-out murder, and this is even worse than just abortion. And to, and to top it off, we have a satanic temple that has already admitted to use an abortion to worship Satan. And now, when you have this kind of a thing going on, these satanic temples are going to take those babies and sacrifice them like they did many centuries ago. And they're going to do it in open air freedom and they're going to sacrifice those babies like in a blood sacrifice of a heifer or something like that. And they're going to shed the blood to honor Satan in this country. That's what they want to do. They've already done it, folks. But you just haven't known about it. And in years past, we've interviewed witches that that found the Lord, believe it or not and they told us what they did. This is the way it is. So we talk about justice, we talk about redemption, and we talk about Israel being brought back in the land, but coming back in the land just one part. They've got to they've got to make sure they keep their you know walk in the way that God requires. And you go over to Israel today and you have Israel in the land. Yes, that's right. But Israel You know, Jerusalem, the name and revelation for it is Sodom and Egypt. This this land has never been cleansed. The Jews are in it, and God is blessing the Jews and helping them, but there's still a curse on that land because of the blood. And they should know that. Now, they might have tried to cleanse it through sacrifices, which you can't. But it's known in Revelation as Sodom and Egypt. And make no mistake, Jerusalem is not out of the fight and neither are the Jews and neither are Christians. So when we talk about these verses, you better think about them and meditate on them a little bit. Now in Revelation 19, uh, chapter 19, 19 through 20. Now this is a good verse and it's in here because it is a good verse. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and her armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Now this is the Lord on a white horse (coughs) and the armies of heaven. And so the beast is so powerful, he's convinced the kings of the earth, and remember there's 10 kings that is appointed and followed him. So this beast... And we see that he opened up his mouth in Revelation and wicked spirits that were prepared for this hour come out of the mouth of the beast. And he goes, convinces the nations to make war. And where do they come? They go to Israel. That's where the last battle is. And he has convinced them He's either going to tell him that there's going to be an alien invasion, or they're going to, you know, tell him that we're gathered together against the Lord God. I don't know if he'd even tell him that. He might even say we have to go up against Israel and destroy it. But see, the scripture here in Revelation is specific: the beast, the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Now make no mistake. This is real. Now see, there's people that don't believe this stuff. They don't believe it at all. I believe it. And I believe it because the Spirit of God has witnessed with me that it is true. And what does it say in 20? The beast was taken. Thank God. We have only waited how many years? Many people have waited a lifetime and never seen it. Finally, the final battle this thing is taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image, and they were both cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. That's a thank God moment. Amen. But see, this same devil is the one that hates Israel. This same devil is the same one that tried to destroy it in the Old Testament. This is the same devil that tempted the Ninevites to do what they did until they decide, they had a king that decided he would repent and God spared Nineveh. However, 70 years later, the prophet Nahum gives judgment on them because they had fallen again away from what they were doing. That saved them. And whether you like it or not, in a modern America, with all of our, (laughs) you know, smarts, wisdom, technology, whatever you want to call it, you're you're not going to win. And your tech isn't going to win. I warned about digital and tech so many years ago, it's not funny. The minute came in, it didn't take me long, and I knew that this is a tool that the beast will use. And now you got Joe Biden, an old fart that's been around forever, as a (laughs) senator, now his claim to fame will be, you know, getting rid of cash and uh, having a mark which will eventually lead to the mark of the beast. It's going to take them a while, but the one that will eventually seal the deal will be the dark one who's coming. In Isaiah fifty-four sixteen 16 through 17, 16 and 17, in verse 16, Jerusalem will be invincible because of the Lord who is her protector. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. I have created the waster to destroy. Verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is a heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Mm it all depends upon Israel and those who are left and they will be the servants of the Lord by the time the devil tries to destroy them in this particular event. There will be a remnant left, make no mistake. So if Jehovah has created an armor, that one who forges a weapon, The thing that he has to finish, whether it's an arrow or a sword or a spear, not for his own use, but to be used in the hostile army against Jerusalem. He has also created a destroyer to destroy. In other words, they're not going to be successful no matter what they've done. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire. And and when we look at judgment, we always re- refer to it as fire, because of the heat and the um, the friction and everything associated with fire. When we think of hell, we think of hell fire. When we think of Sodom and Gomorrah, we think of hell fire and brimstone. Behold, I've created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire. In other words, it's really hot. Okay, so when you're working instruments or when you're having judgment it's hot that bringeth forth an instrument for his work you know in other words he says I have formed every man who is engaged in spreading desolation by wars I have every such man under my control the sense here is this is according to Albert Barnes that as God had all such conquerors under his control they could accomplish no more than he permitted them to do. Now, I believe this. I believe that God can bring judgment without destroying it. He can bring judgment, and he can save those who are righteous within a nation. And and even Peter talks about it. I think it's Peter, but in the New Testament, God is not only able to save those, you know, uh, I mean, to, to bring judgment on the wicked, but he's also able to save those who are righteous. And, and that is a New Testament uh, teaching. And so these things bring that thought together that even if it's uh, uh, Jerusalem, you know, when God brings an army against it or whatever that army or, and whatever those people do, no matter how good they are, no matter what they've done to prepare, they're only going to get done what God allows them to do. Now, see, that goes for America today. And, uh, you know, If God purposes for all these people who are coming into America to overrun our country, to destroy it, and to eventually have uh, other things happen that will bring it down, um, then that will happen. But along the line, and this is where I, I quote a verse in Jeremiah 18 about how God deals in the nations. You know. The nation against whom the Lord has proclaimed judgment, if that nation turns from its evil, then I will turn from the evil that I was going to do on them because he would recompense evil for evil. And he will destroy them according to their own weapon. But he says, I will repent. And and, and in that verse, when it says, if they repent, if they turn from what they're doing, That means an immediate turn and when they turn immediately you focus on the fact that God immediately instantly turns from judgment instantly and so that's the kind of God you have so if you're in America you know you need to pray for this country you need to pray for a great revival you need to pray for all of those who are out to destroy this nation and we have them in congress we have them in our legal system we have george soros who supports a lot of these and you need to understand there's people working all the time and they're paid tons of money there's lots of money lots of money involved in destroying this country god can save this country at the last second so if you give up There's no trophies for people who give up. We're here to fight. And I mean fight in the spirit. I don't mean with guns. God has to do the deliverance. Verse 16. No, we did that. Let's go to 17. We did that too. But I love this verse. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is a heritage of the servants of the Lord and the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Now that is my verse. I am a Christian and a believer in the New Testament era. And I am a servant of the Lord and my righteousness is of the Lord because his blood covers me. For I came to him by faith and believe in him. I have been born again by his spirit, so as that I qualify as a, as a servant of the Lord, and I have a heritage because I am connected to the Lord, and it's also Paul connects it to uh, Abraham, because Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness' sake. So. If you get in the church, if you're in a church today and haven't heard that no weapon formed against me or thee shall prosper. Now in the church we say no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment thou shalt condemn. I mean, that's the way we say it. We know where it comes from. We know what it means. See, and and the thing of it is, the Jews use that too. This is Isaiah. But see, a lot of stuff in Isaiah has a lot of prophetic impetus, not just for the time of the Old Testament. Because he's a prophet of the future. There's a lot of stuff that he prophesies that absolutely details the Messiah and describes Yahshua, Jesus Christ. And so that is one of those verses you need to tuck away. Isaiah fifty-four seventeen. And pray it over your family. But while you're doing this, be sure that you are in right relationship with the Lord. Because this only works if you're in the right place at the right time with the right God. Now see, if we go to John 10:27 through 30, you should know this. My sheep hear my voice and I know them as they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So if you belong to the Lord, the Lord says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. You have to be following the Lord. My sheep hear my voice. So you should be able to hear his voice. So you qualify when you look at the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And one of the reasons Christians follow Israel so close. Because Israel and their Old Testament is really close to the hearts of many Christians. When I preach and teach the Bible, I preach the entire Bible and I got news for you. The Torah, the Pentateuch, you know, and all the rest goes with the New Testament. That's our Bible. That's our scripture. That's what we believe in. We believe in our God and our Father, the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, and the God of Isaac. He's known as the great and mighty and most revered God who Yahshua pointed out as our father. So he's our father. And our father sent his son, Yahshua, to die on the cross for our sins. So that's why no weapon formed against you is not going to prosper. Now, Barnes points out something. This kind of relates to some of the other stuff. No weapon made by the smith. Now, that's (laughs) that's the one that deals in iron, you know. And in the old times, you'd go to the staple, and he was working, you know, forming things out of iron, using, you know, heat, extreme heat. No weapon made by the smith, nothing made for persecution and torture made by the smith shall prosper. You can make weapons, but if you're making them for persecution and torture, and you're in this, what we're talking here, is not going to prosper. Barnes points out that for a time it may be permitted It may be permitted to appear to prosper, but it will have no final and complete success. Romans 8, 28-39, we'll go through these. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed with the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he also called, he also justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us at all, how shall we not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Now see, in America, we see this happening right now. We see that there are those that are trying to separate us from the love of Christ. And they're using tribulation, distress, persecution. They'll use anything they can to take this country and overthrow its citizens. Verse 36, That is, as it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now you know that is a pile of scripture but that written by Paul is one of the most intricate beautiful pieces of scripture about living in the world where there's danger. And who can Keep us. Keep us in him. And so as we sit here today, and America is threatened, and around the world we have brothers and sisters that are threatened in North Korea, in China, and they get over in Africa, into Nigeria, Burkina Faso. Uh, What's that other one? Nargano Karabakh? I think so. Pakistan, India, and then you get over to America and see what's happening here. The world is raging today. The world is in chaos and there's lots of fear. There's lots of people that are deceived today. You want truth, you need to get into the word of God, you need to be born again and you need to listen to his spirit. Because more than ever, the Spirit of God is our comfort and our friend, but also he who tells us. He'll relate the will of Christ. He will tell us. And that's the difference. And So when we go through this, you know, when we get to Isaiah 55, which is next, this is one of the most beautiful pieces i think of scripture and that first verse tells you it all and i'll read a little bit of it ho everyone that thirsteth come to the waters he that has no money come ye buy and eat yea come buy wine and milk without money and without price all of this illustrates the richness and the abundance of god And we come to our Father in the name of Christ Jesus who redeemed us. You know, and when we pray for the brethren around the world, we embrace those brethren with the comforts of heaven, praying for their deliverance. Literally praying that some of the Christian organizations that we know about, that we support, and we tell others to support, ...are looking for these brethren. And when they find them... ...they want to provide them with things to help them. And there's organizations... ...like Franklin Graham's Samaritan's Purse... ...that will go into areas... ...and they may not even find many Christians there. But they're willing to heal the sick... ...feed the poor... ...do whatever it takes to bring the love of Christ to a dying world. And it's hard to believe that many of these have radical people that will shoot the messenger that's bringing the relief. They will hate the one bringing the food. They will despise the one trying to save people and keep them alive. They will curse people who try to bring healing in the name of the Lord or come with a tent like Franklin Graham does to bring deliverance during a pandemic. If it were not for Christianity today and even Israel who has their own rescue program like this, you wouldn't even know what mercy is. But these people... When we're talking of Christians, they know it because that's what Christ did. He brought healing to a dying world. Father, thank you for your word today. Bless your word to the hearts, minds, souls, and spirits of those who hear this. Bless them, Father, be with them and keep them safe. Okay, Tower.
1: Okay, here we are. Boy, that was beautiful. This, This tonight it just gives you hope and it brings peace to your soul knowing that the Lord is taking care of you gonna watch out for you he's got your back
0: well he does so at any rate we got to get out of here okay
1: well good night everybody thank you for joining us whenever you do Please pray for your brethren around the world. Pray for us as we pray for you. We love you and we always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. And thank you for all you do for him. Good night, everybody.
0: Don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com, Until next time, shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DTWD. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.